Captain. Let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19, all new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I was flipping through the channels the other day, but there was nothing good on. I had nothing to play. So I went to my computer and realized that there was so much content before my eyes. But there's nothing but Netflix in my heart and on my screen. There's always something that is back here for a huge episode uh, not just talking about the number one TV show in all of Netflix but also to kick off our 100th episode of Nothing But Netflix and now we are back here with uh, my co-host here for 100 episodes a lover of the Ravens here he is it's Chappelle Chappelle how are you? (laughs) Rob, happy 100 and happy spooky season. We made it. I'm very excited to talk to you about this particular show on Netflix. Uh, But I'm also excited just to be here and kind of just bring in episode 100 with you. I didn't realize we had been doing this so long until only a couple weeks ago. I was like, Rob, you know, we're coming up on 100. Um, We're going to do anything special. And I think spooky season is special to me. I have my candy corn right here. Yeah, we started this in the fall of 2021. And here we are. Look at us now. Okay, talking about the fall of House Usher. And uh, this is going to be about the premiere. So just uh, like an introduction into the fall of House Usher, where a lot of people are talking about this. And of course, we love when we can throw it to our sister network over on Post Show Recaps because... Hobo Show Recaps is going to cover the entire series in a podcast. And so here with us to talk about it, one of the podcasters that will talk about all of the fall of the house usher. Here is Ariel. Ariel, how are you? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> Not that Usher. <laughs> Not that Usher. Yeah. Listen, I watched the whole first episode. It was all about Usher. Did I watch the wrong thing? <laughs> mm. I think you uh, missed it. 
Yeah. But I'm so honored. I can't believe I'm here for episode 100. That's yes. incredible. Happy to have you here to talk about it. what is mm-hmm. post-show recaps going to end up doing with the fall of the House Usher? Uh, we are going to be doing a, it's a uh, new show for Pusher Recaps. It's binge, uh, uh, full spoiler recap. And it's uh, myself, Latanya, who covered all these other Mike Flanagan, who's the showrunner of this show, shows last spooky season. So it's the anniversary of that four shows and uh, Grace and Jess who host that show. So the four of us are going to be talking about the whole season, eight episodes. It's it's very exciting because I've only seen the first one. Okay. And then when you all get together, it's going to be one podcast that's going to recap the whole series? Yes, exactly. So it's going to be simple. So. Okay. All right. So we're just telling you a little bit about uh, what we watched here, uh, watching the premiere of The Fall of the House Usher. There's too many thes. That's my number one complaint <laughs> here. Uh, it should just yeah. be Fall of, Fall of the House Usher or The Fall of House Usher, but it's The Fall fall of the house usher Chappelle who has two thes you know I don't know that first the is not the problem it's really that second one the fall of yeah. house usher is tight you keep it tight you know yeah um, and so I, and I guess this is probably this might be we have to take it up with Edgar Allan Poe um, because uh, <laughs> this is uh, the thing that I didn't really know coming into this I knew it was spooky season but mm-hmm. I didn't really know it was spooky season kind of meets succession and also with like major dose of Edgar Allan Poe. So all of the chapters here are all based off of Edgar Allan Poe stories. And so Edgar Allan Poe was the originator of the short story, The Fall of uh, The Fall <laughs> of the House of Usher, which <laughs> the series gets its name from. So far be it from Netflix to drop a the. Yeah. Um, In the know, 1800s, they were like uh, putting all using all the thes. Now we're like drop the the. Yeah, drop the, the let's keep it let's keep it simple, you know. But no, here we have the fall of the house usher, which is what is this the fifth installment of the Mike uh, was the Flanagan uh, yeah, what, the Flaniverse. series? Yeah, the Flaniverse. Yeah, Ariel, are you familiar with all of the Flanav works? <laughs> <laughs> Many works of Flan. Yes, Mike Flanagan. Uh, doing been doing this show for years on Netflix signed a deal to move to Amazon Prime I believe it is to do Stephen King the not the Watchtower the Gunslinger no that's the name of the book I can't remember the the series that he's doing but this is his fifth and final show for Netflix so it's like a big deal this is his goodbye uh, the first two shows were, you know, The Haunting. It was The Haunting of Hill House, which is my favorite, Haunting of Live Manor. Then he did two Midnight's, Midnight Mass and Midnight Club. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, this is the this is the fifth one. And all those, like I said, LT and I covered all of those over all of October. We did one a week, each of those shows, one episode last year. So that was really fun to get into. And uh, yeah, and people are talking about this more, I think, because it's his last one. So it's like even more buzzy than it would be normally. Yeah. And there's just so much promotion for this, especially coming out in October. It's an ensemble cast here. And so I think this is going to be one uh, that is going to be on a lot of people's screens this weekend. Chappelle, I really enjoyed this. I did not know what this was coming into it, but I feel like I'm going to go and keep watching it. Yeah, I got 20 minutes in and I checked the time to see how much longer we're in the episode. Cause I was like, this is really good. I was surprised because I, I like spooky stuff, but I'm not like living for any of the scary stuff. Uh, I did enjoy Midnight Mass. That's my favorite of the the Mike Flanagan stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. It was so good. I enjoyed it. It was like a slow burn and then it was you were in it and I like it was kind of twisty. I, I loved it so mm-hmm. much. So I came in very like positive minded for this uh, and it did not disappoint. Uh, uh, 20 minutes in, I knew that I was going to finish the rest of the series, but I wanted to wait, you know, so that we could talk about this in a bubble with no spoilers and that we could all just make predictions or whatever the case may be for this. But it was really good. Uh, you said succession meets uh, spooky season, and I really picked up on that as well. Yeah, I feel like that it's uh, succession, but I feel like, Ariel, it's also knives out. I feel like, you know, we have like this yeah. like wealthy family and there's a mystery and somebody is uh, doing something that they shouldn't be doing who in the family is uh the person who's on top of it so uh, i think that there's uh, some really fun elements here in the fall of the house of usher 
Yeah, and I think it's it's there's a there's a quote unquote real world mystery like who the you know who the informant is, and then there's the mystery of like this you know supernatural force that may or may not have killed all these people, and that's one of the things I love about my favorite, the uh, haunting of Hill House. Is like it's actually a really good family drama that happens to be horror. Mike Flanagan's at his best when he can do like. He layers the things on top of each other, right? Like the horror is like a metaphor or whatever for the real things going on. So I think in this one, you have a lot of his favorite uh, cast members to bring back. It's it's a little bit like I was thinking about this. It's a little bit like uh, American Horror Story where Ryan mm-hmm. yeah. brings back a lot of those same actors. Flanagan does the same thing. Like literally his wife, Kate Siegel, is one of the is one of the siblings. She's always in it. She's beautiful and such a good actress and uh bruce greenberg and a lot some of these people are new like mark hamill that's crazy that he's in this i forgot he was in this uh but a lot of them are are returnees so it's always nice to see like how they're playing against type even within like this broader universe yeah i mean yeah, it's a major right. ensemble all and all this yeah well they're in all the other stuff rob you know um like literally this entire cast except you know like like uh ariel was saying mark hamill has been in all the other or at least two or more of the other pieces uh you know um the the woman who i think plays his mom in this one is in a couple of them is that uh carla gugino carla uh, gugino is like the scary woman that he yeah she's a scary lady uh, right mom eliza yeah she's she's always in it too yeah i think college you know was in midnight mass i recognize her as like mm-hmm. the judge or something so yeah all these people are just getting their their spins here and so i think this is kind of like a i won't say a final you know bow for all these people but it does kind of feel like it so the plot line that we get here in the first episode that there is uh this big Usher family uh, and Roderick Usher is uh, the patriarch of this family uh, played by Bruce Greenwood. And mysteriously, there are members of uh, the Usher family who are dying. And uh, we don't really know what's going on here in terms of like why so many of them are dying and at the same time that the usher family is also this like pharmaceutical giant uh that they have a lot of like corporate interests and they are also under investigation and uh we're seeing where the uh main character roderick usher is kind of going to confess to everything he knows finally after being uh sought out by the government for some time yeah, over the p- course of the last two weeks, he's lost six family members. There have been, like, unexpected deaths and, like, freak accidents. There's been a murder-suicide. You name it, it's happened to this family. And now Assistant Attorney General or whatever, uh, DuPont, is DuPont. on the case. DuPont is on the case. And he goes Now it's to, really like uh, Knives Out. Yeah, 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 totally. Exactly. And he goes to Roger Usher. He's like, hey, I finally got you. You're, you're surrounded. We're here. Tell me what happened. And Roger's like, okay, I'll tell you everything. Let me tell you about my kids. Let me tell you about my mom. He's like, I know what, well, pause, pause. That's not why we're here. I'm here <laughs> to get some information about you. I want to put you in jail. He's like, yes, but I have to tell you how we got here. I have to start at the beginning. And so we start this whole thing with a flashback to his childhood. And we see him and his sister, Madeline, uh, when they are dealing with uh, their upbringing with a mom and with a, I won't say surrogate father living down the street, Ariel. And he wants nothing to do with that. <laughs> and they're they're kind of playing a little bit fast and loose as you go. Like they never say he's the dad, but like you know, Madeline, who as an adult is played by uh, Mary McConnell, who I love from Battlestar Galactica. Uh, but yeah, he's the dad, and he has nothing. He wants nothing to do with them, but. The mother worked for him, so it's all like really shady, and he's just a bad person. He talks about kids. He's like, you should never be like kids are ma- kids are made more tender when you beat them. Like they're mm-hmm. fucked of me. It's yeah. not a great look for him. He kind of gets what he, what's coming to him by the end of the episode. Yeah, um, and the mom she worked for uh this man longfellow and we see like we we bounce around through time a lot i mean we flash back just in this first episode to 1953 1962 1979 so it's really like we're time jumping all over the place which i think is also like very fun and interesting as we're going through the timeline 
of this house usher. But Chappelle, there's like a supernatural element that gets incorporated to this pretty early on. Yeah. So, yeah, even with the time jump, I mean, this is present day. I believe they started off November 20th, 2023. So it's actually in the In the future. In the future, yeah, no, which is supernatural enough. But yeah, the moment um, we enter the home of House Usher, where it is what you would call a haunted house, just at looking at it, the thing is, it's a, it's a disgusting place, right? This man is a the heir to a fortune. He's the CEO of a huge company, and he has his man pull up at the raggediest home, and you're already thinking, okay, it's got to be something like spooky going on about like here right there's got to be and uh we even get one of the moments where he looks uh i guess he's at the funeral for um the most recent three deaths of it in his family yeah um, yeah of his children and he looks up at the balcony and he sees a like a, a a figure up there but then she disappears and then when uh, when they look back she's gone so yeah they already set the foundation for him. We're about to get spooky. And when they go back in the past, the entire thing is spooky as well. Everything dealing with mom is kind of like eerie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so the mom has a sickness that we don't really know. Did they say what what is wrong with her? They don't. I mean, besides the fact that she's very, very religious yes. and uh, does not believe in in any kind of like modern medicine. You know, she talks about pain as if it's like a kiss from Jesus. Mm-hmm. And the hilarious line of like, well, well, Jesus kissed the F out of her when, <laughs> when he killed her. Uh, so she, she, we don't really, like you said, right. We don't get like the nature of her illness, but she dies and they decide to bury her because she wouldn't want to be, you know, cremated or like put somewhere, you know, in like mm-hmm. a public cemetery, they bury her in the backyard, but that doesn't last very long. Yeah. Yeah. Comes up out of the out of the ground and during a thunderstorm, which is like totally normal and fine. Yeah, that's the problem with the home funerals. I mean, there's really like nobody there to like really call it. You know, sometimes you're just mostly dead. Well, they were talking. They're like, "Mom, mom, okay, I think she's dead. I think this is the one. Okay, Mm -hmm. cool. So, what do we do? Well, she wouldn't want to be embalmed because that involves medicine and science and all kinds. Yeah, it's a good thing she wasn't dead. Well, I mean, had they taken her to get embalmed, they would have figured that out. Um, but that's true <laughs> because they because they took it upon themselves. They carried her down the stairs, dragged her out the door, and then they took their shed apart to b- make a coffin for her, this and is, then buried her. This is very DIY. Do you think this would make like a good reality show? Like, <laughs> how, you know, like how, how impressive yeah. can you make a like? casket out of home materials mm. yeah. yeah this could how be like one of those coffee. netflix shows i think uh, i prefer how to build a sex room it was it was a little bit more fun <laughs> but I, I could see this as well you know like giving these these household items how can you get rid of your a, a dead body i'm sure somebody would watch it yeah i mean i guess could you convert your shed into a tomb I think that's probably the better move here. You put her in the box, you put her in the shed, you never open the shed again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But then the shed smells and you can never go But you inside. never open it. You right. never open it. It's right. a tomb. Some of these sheds can get a little uh, dilapidated. So this could be sort of like good repurposing. Well, they took Ship it apart. Shiplap is too. hot. Yeah, they, they took a... <laughs> They took it apart, so they would have really had to go in the shed, dig a hole in the shed, bury her in the shed, and then just leave the shed as if it was like, maybe mm-hmm. put some flooring down or something like that, yeah. then no one ever has to know. But she bursts out of it very quickly. I mean, I don't even think they get through the night before. She's like, yeah, I got more things to talk about. And I said, oh, did we? Right. Did we misdiagnose her? Was she really alive? <laughs> yeah, but... <laughs> they okay. So, yeah, she's, she's ah. not... She's not dead uh, or she's undead and she is on a mission and she goes back and murders uh, the man who was her former boss. And Ariel, I feel like that we kind of just like yada yada over this. Uh, We don't really spend a lot of time explaining what happened to her or what what they did with where did mom go from here? Yeah, I mean, it does seem like it's uh, the quote unquote, the last thing she ever did was to kill, Mm -hmm. you know, the Longwood guy. But the to your point about the, not really explaining a oh, Longfellow, yes, thank you. The Longwood. <laughs> they never really explained was she is it undead, like you said, or is it that they really had it wrong and she was just right. you know in a coma or whatever. But it almost it almost doesn't matter. Like it matters to us, yeah, as viewers. But like I I like the idea of it's like a super. She's been 
overtaken or she was granted like one last energy burst in her life to take out this like horrible person who had done this wrong to her. It feels like, you know, that murderous revenge thing feels very uh, hateful, a little bit yeah. Edgar Allan Poe. And, you know, she got the, the, it's not just that she kills him. It's that by killing him, she secures her children's future because they are her children are his uh, mm-hmm. you know his heirs. And that's the most important thing about him is he's the you know, the owner of this pharmaceutical company. And that's how, you know, the children and who become the the adults and in present time have inherited this this large company. Yeah. I mean, Chappelle, was this like a last gasp for her that she like went off to go and, and do this? It, yeah, it did feel like it for, for me at first. It felt like, OK, this woman is undead, right? She died and now she's ro- she's gotten up and yeah. she's like zombified or something, right? Like a but, thriller situation. Yeah, very much so. Ha 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 ha. And so they walk, she walks down and then she murders the guy and then she dies for real. And I'm like, okay, so maybe this isn't a zombie. Maybe she just had a little bit, then a like, little bit left oh, in the tank. The doctor said it was a heart attack. Like, well, you know, there's they, multiple dead bodies here for a, one heart attack. Yeah, they covered it up for sure. Uh, they're like, oh, your mom died. We're not going to talk about that. But this this uh, very rich, you know, pharmaceutical guy, he dies and we have to cover that up. But you know, these kids had not been claimed by him. So I'm really interested to know how they kind of got from uh, bastard kids down the street from down the lane to uh, to now heirs to the fortune. Because at that point, at some point, they have to make a claim that that is their father. Right. I mean, his wife was right there when it happened. But someone has to verify that these kids are indeed his blood relatives. Right. Where's Maury? Or did he, yeah. Or did he just leave it in the will? Ariel, do you know anything? He is... Yes, he's the father. I just, I just yes. got the result. <laughs> <laughs> I'm playing. Sorry, I'm playing this Mori video game. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, mean, I, mean, I think when it, the money is this, you know, the money is this uh, exorbitant. It's just, it has to be true. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Um. Also, that we see in the confession where uh miss mr usher broad roderick usher is trying to say that like hey uh turn around uh you know my the my, my, my mom is right behind you did and he's like i won't I, do that yeah but i kind of wanted him to right like mm-hmm. you wanted to know if he was lying or not um we have no reason to believe that the mom is right behind him i mean we do keep seeing this shadowy figure popping up at the top of that church but it's not like we we see mom like throughout. I think it's kind of like the air of there's somebody spooky lurking around um, is there. Uh, we see a couple like, you know, like jump scares. And so I thought that this was going to be a big moment. But for uh, this guy, Dupont, to just not turn around, that was a bold move. He's like, you know what? I've heard about these big business negotiation tactics where some businessman will be like oh let's just make up a moment to where i can get you to lean in or turn around or throw your eyeline into the wrong place you're not gonna get me with that kind of stuff I'm like actually you're in an awful home yeah turn around now, this was the right call Chappelle, because either a like uh this is a bluff and uh mr roderick is trying to gain leverage in the situation or there's a monster that's gonna kill him whether he turns around or not so like i feel like that this was the only way that like if the monster is there behind him he's dead anyway Right. So it's like, might as well get your conversation going. Just and, keep it going. Keep the he party didn't going. get dead. So I, I think he made the right call. Yeah. He could have turned around and Roderick could have just like got up and punched him in the face or stabbed him or something like that. You don't know. Mm-hmm. And so he was like, nah, I think I'm going to keep looking at you. But once you walk into that house, don't you kind of welcome anything that comes with that? Yeah, I think I think that gave him the reason to suspect that there might actually be something there. I mean, he's playing the scene as if he doesn't believe it, which is fine. I mean, shout out Carl Umbley, who plays DuPont. Love him from Alias. I believe this is his first Flanagan show, if I'm remembering correctly. He's great. Uh, But there's no way I'm turning around because there probably might be something there, and I don't want to see it. If it's going to kill me, just go ahead and do it. Just do it. Carla Gugino, it's probably you. It's always her with the scary face. I love her. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Let's talk about then this big sprawling investigation because we find out that Dupin has been working to try to undermine the uh, Usher crime family for uh, 30 years. Yeah, this is his uh his his big white whale. You know, he wants to catch them. They have been able to uh, like basically elude everything that's ever been thrown at them. He says as many of these people are. We see six deaths in the last two weeks, but this entire lineage is just Teflon. You can't get anything to stick. Not so much as a parking ticket or a speeding ticket. Have they been able to pin on these people? But he has a plan. He comes in. He does his great opening speech. And he says, "You know what? Normally, I'd say." We're probably screwed here. They got this amazing lawyer, Arthur Pym, who was probably not even paying attention because he knows nothing's going to stick. But this time, y'all, there is an informant amongst, amongst the bunch. You know, there is somebody on the inside who's going to rat them out. And now we have what we need to, to take them down. And you, you would think that someone had tried this before. But you could tell this is probably the first time this has ever happened because they actually get a rise out of them. They start kind of whispering like, oh, wait, what's going on? Which one is it? Mm-hmm. And we find out then that maybe everybody in the family doesn't trust that everybody has the best intentions for the uh, the money or at least for the family, uh, you know, the family name. So there is a traitor amongst them, allegedly. Uh-oh. And we have to find out who it is. A lot of that on TV all over the world these days. A lot of traders, Canada, UK, they're everywhere. <laughs> they're everywhere. Yeah. Okay. So, should we talk through some of the standouts from the entire Usher clan? For sure. Let's. Okay. Uh, Ariel, who are some of your favorites and who are they played by? I I love uh well the scene the scenes that were and they're all like cut mostly back to back where we're getting to know the kids for the first mm-hmm. time and like meeting them and 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 seeing all the actors who play them is fascinating because as the fa- as uh Roderick says at the beginning it's six different children from five different mothers 
So they're all, you know, they couldn't be more different. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I have He's to player. shout out Kate Siegel, who I love, who is Mike Flanagan's wife and is an amazing actress uh, who she plays Camille, the daughter Camille. And she's the one with the with the white hair like her aunt. Mm-hmm. She's kind of like a media mogul PR specialist. We're not really sure, but she's the one, you know, that has the two assistants. Uh, she can basically do no wrong in my book. She's incredible in everything she's in. She's so in this, she seems like she might be a little bit more ruthless than kind because, you know, her roles vary. Uh, and also, I have to shout out because of her name, really. Uh, what's her? Victorine. Tania Miller. Yes, it's Victorine, <laughs> played by Tania Miller, who's also a well known quantity in the Flanagan verse. The name Victorine. Like, I can't even say the last name, La, La Fossade, but. Oh. <laughs> she's she's always great, and she's doing like surgery on monkeys, Chappelle. I didn't really know, you know, uh, what they it was testing. like a, a artificial heart or something like that. Like she, they, and and they've been using the family's money to bankroll these uh, these little hobbies that they have. Mm-hmm. And so that's why all of these people are very successful, Camille included, because you have this uh this literal wealth, but you also have a wealth of you know contacts and like this uh the family's so vast that someone like Camille who is doing like PR and booking them for different events. She's like, oh yeah, I need this one over on Kimmel and I need this one to do this show and I need this one for Vanity Fair, you know? And she has that because she has the most famous family, it seems like in one, like one of the most famous families in the world, it seems. Uh, and yeah, you get uh, Victorine who is a, a surgeon, uh, like you said, probably on monkeys where they're doing like, um, they're trying to get like this like clinical trial going. Ariel, she had privileges. She was given privileges, but that heart did not look like it was up to code. Mm -hmm. It didn't. And, you know, everybody say it with me, bovine. But, um, (laughs) you know, when you want a heart, bovine. Um, But yeah, so they're they're talking about experimental paralytics and stuff like that, getting them from the company. So it's like the company is interwoven in all these people's personal lives. Uh, But she definitely stood out to me. And she had a partner, uh, Dr. Ruiz, as well. And I thought it was very interesting that she's like, oh, you're coming to dinner because we're about to try to figure out who the who the who the uh, informant is. So you got to come. She's like, no, I don't, I don't think I'm, I think I'm good. I don't really want to come. No, no, you have to come be with the family. And she seems to be welcoming her family, whereas other members of the family seem to be telling their significant others, hey, don't come. Do not come. Mm-hmm. Do not come around. Um, and I think that was was that Napoleon? Uh, yes. uh Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Napoleon, uh, that he was entertaining uh, a fan at his home, mm-hmm. uh, and then um, the doorbell rang, and then he had to tell uh, this woman to go hide, and then uh, that he who comes home, uh, none other than uh, his boyfriend, Julius. Yep. And wow. Julia's like, hey, babe, I'm back. Where's my dog? Our our uh, cat or whatever the case may be. I'm like, listen, he's cheating on you. He's cheating on you. And he's like, can I meet your family? He's like, no, you cannot. You cannot come around because they mm-hmm. don't know you. There's so many different. There's so many versions of you around here these days. Who knows who you are? He seems like the young kind of playboy of the family, probably like a partier mm-hmm. or something. You yeah. know, like the the woman he was entertaining was very much a fan. She was taking pictures of him like, you told me to get a selfie with you. You got to take um, the phone away. That's what Derek Jeter would do. Put him in a box. Have the <laughs> NDAs ready. Get the gift bag ready. Yes. Yes. Yeah, have your have your butler walk them out. Yeah. And this Napoleon guy's moving kind of sloppy for somebody who has like a live-in boyfriend. Yeah. Well, that's the problem with these like rich families. They have like all these like idiot children who don't know uh, how to do anything. Yeah, and grandkids in this family. And grandkids, yeah. Kids. Um, Leo, yeah, Leo is super sloppy. Uh, but we also meet Tamerlane, who's played by Samantha Sloyan, who Chappelle was on Grey's Anatomy for a time, but she's mm-hmm. also a really known, well, a uh, really well-known quantity in the Flanagan verse. She has an app called uh, Blippy or no, Bl- no Junebug or no, something. No, Blip Blippy, yeah. F Blippy, F Blippy. And I said that shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> F Mary Kill, you kill Blippy. Yeah, I may have uh, paused the Netflix on my iPad and shown one of my kids. What have I been telling you about Blippy all these years? Read this closed <laughs> captioning. <laughs> Lippy is doing what what needs to be done. You know, gets involved in the show. This is a big. This is gonna be a big. Bump Do you for know Blippi, Chappelle? 
I know that preschoolers go up for Blippy. I don't know Blippy personally, though. Yeah. I know I'm not a, a Blippy guy. You you a Blippy guy? It seems. No, I hate Blippy. You hate Blippy. Blippy was yeah. uh, you know all, all, super annoying. I think also that Blippy Blippy is a guy. He's like uh, a like annoying you know, YouTube guy in like suspenders and everything, like talking oh, wow. to kids. And then I think that Blippy like sold the like. I think there was like two Blippies. There's like a second Blippy oh. that came along. Like he sold like the act to a different person. Yes, Blippy. Capitalism. Mm -hmm. So there's original Blippy and now fake Blippy. Yeah. So there was the the first Blippy. And then in 2021, that a a different person took over the the role of Blippy. Well, here, Blippy is the competitor to Tamerlane's uh, husband. His name is Bill T. (laughs) Bill T. Bill T and Bill T is an influencer or something. And I guess Blippy is one of his main competitors. He has 10 million followers. Um, Ariel, would you say Tamerlane is more like a, is like a Shiv Roy character? I, you know, I think that's what they're going for. Certainly, you know, she's, she has the red hair, so it's hard to not like immediately think of, think of Shiv. Uh, she, their, she their app a, is a called husband. Goldbug, whatever the hell Goldbug, Goldbug. is. Goldbug. Um, yeah, she I she seems to know, you know, sim- <laughs> similar to Shiv, she's she thinks that she has a read on like the entire situation as far as her siblings and the family and the way she kind of like dresses them down. I love when they're all like talking smack about each other as they go through these scenes and mm-hmm. like suspecting who mm-hmm. the informant is, who's capable of this. She definitely seems like she is not as smart as she thinks she mm-hmm. is. Yeah. And uh she's Penny from Grey's Anatomy, which yeah, you know, Yikes. we can't we she cannot stand. She was, oh yeah. <laughs> we are not allowed to stand. I'm sorry. Yeah. The Penny no. stands out there are going up right now. They're mad, but I'm sorry. We yeah. said what we said. You did you know what you did, Penny. <laughs> <laughs> you know what the hell you did, girl. <laughs> That's all I have to say. Yeah. Oh, uh, we didn't even talk about Roll Coley as uh as uh Napoleon. Yes. Uh, he's so good. That's all I have to say. He's good in everything. Uh what I always you know him from. from I know him from iZombie, um, <laughs> but then eventually, you know, Midnight Mass, Hot and Blind Manor. Uh, so, no, I, yeah, I think Manor, he's yeah. so good. Um, but seeing him in this role, I was like, hey, what's up? Yeah. Um, yeah. I almost didn't recognize him because he's so like, uh, I don't know, like greasy and, and yeah. slimy in his personality and his looks in this. Whereas normally he's like a, a, a sweet, he, play, he has played like a sweeter, good natured mm-hmm. person. Yeah. Okay. Um, Ariel, uh, we have uh, Henry Thomas here. Shout out to uh, Henry Thomas. Elliot from E.T. is here. And thankfully not wearing super unnatural, weird looking contacts like he did Mm -hmm. in uh, Haunting of Hill House. It was just like a really strange choice that they made. Now, uh, Akiva would tell you that the scariest thing that Henry Thomas has ever done was E.T. I saw E.T. recently for the first time in theaters. Uh, I think it was last year when they, whatever the anniversary. Yes, was. yes. I had, I had had the VHS at home, and my brother liked it, but whatever. I had only seen parts of it. I thought it was good. I think uh, Drew Barrymore was really good in it, but yeah, some of that stuff was more disturbing than fun. <laughs> some of the, the puppets, the ends of the work. What? You know, it doesn't, it doesn't it hold like, up forty years yeah. later. <laughs> Listen, I have my things. Maybe E.T. isn't one of my things. Okay. That's all I'm saying. But I have love. I have love and respect for it. So uh, Henry Thomas. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Frederick. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, He's Frederick Chappelle. uh, Oh, yeah, sure. um, That. So. They say um, I'm looking at an a article that is like all of the bios of the characters. And Henry Thomas says that his character of Freddie is a composite of Donald Trump Jr., Hunter Biden, and Fabio. Where's the what Fabio a trifecta. But where did Fabio come from? Where is he? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Not what about sure. him is Fabio. I don't know. Did we not we must not have gotten to that part yet, because I've seen nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Did he date one of the women from For Love or Money? I probably, probably here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Does he Frederick? use I Can't Believe It's Not Butter? Did, did you ever use I can't believe it's not butter? I know I'm sure. it's off topic, but I'm you, sure you, I have. Yeah. But was it wasn't butter, right? I think it's margarine. 
It was Mardi technically. Mm, yeah, don't love that, <laughs> but a guy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but but his yeah his character is Frederick. He is uh seemingly the the favorite child from everybody else's point of view, or at least he's the most willing to. to the suck Kendall. Up. Yeah, yeah, he's mm-hmm. he's most willing to suck up to his dad. He's like, Dad, what do you want me to do, Dad? Da, 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 da. He's always complimenting the stepmom who's young, who they all hate. Uh, and so, uh, and every time he says something, they roll their eyes. They literally call him Froderick, um, because they said they, he's the favorite, and they should have named him that because it would have sounded like Roderick. But also, think they kind of think he's kind of a fraud. Um, but we see him, his wife, uh, who is is it Cake? She that was what created is a cake, right? That's like my only read. That yeah. was like, oh, Netflix. Crossover. Netflix. <laughs> yeah. Um, his wife has cake and she makes Starbucks cakes and other cakes, uh, book cakes and all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. And it seems like the family has seen that trick one too many times. Wait, mm-hmm. okay. I, that was my next question. Like, this is not, I haven't seen Is It Cake, but like, this does not look impressive, right? Like, it's, I, I know I couldn't do this to be clear. I'm not saying I could do better, but. The book itself, I was like, that kind of looks like cake. It kind of looks like cake. It mm-hmm. doesn't look like a book. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Starbucks cup was probably more impressive than the cake was. We've seen way more than that, uh, better than that on uh, Is It Cake? Or you could check out Is It Cake 2 on Netflix if you want, the, you know, the upper echelon of <laughs> fake cakes. Um, how about Prospero? Eh. Prospero. No? Prospero. Feel I mean, He's got big ideas. He has ideas. He wants to market Glenn Fittick. I always thought it was Glenn Fittich, but whatever. Glenn Fittick and Madeline, his aunt, like can't say it with more disdain. She's mm-hmm. like, well, your idea that you have thought about for a whole year is to open like the poorest man's Soho house, whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's it. You're just gonna like overcharge for a whiskey. And he's like, listen, I have numbers. It's I'm not just whiskey. An Ariel. experience. He's selling an experience. An experience. You go there. Hedonism. Stuff happens. Yeah. It's where the freaky stuff is going down. They grab the can opener. They grab the thumbtacks. Mm-hmm. They grab the whipped cream. <laughs> it's all the things. Um, sorry, wrong show. But I, yeah, he um he apparently is getting a family loan. So one thing that we know is that uh um, that Roderick is like hell bent on uplifting the entire family. He said, "If you are an usher, I got you." And so I, it sounds like what thing he does is when people come into age, he's willing to give them a huge loan to start off their business. Now Logan Roy would never, um, but this this guy here is like, "No, bring me your proposal. You have time, and then we will figure out a way to give you this money." So even though Madeline and Roderick are completely against this guy's uh, Prospero's um, like his idea. They're still holding out hope that they can give him the loan because they really want everybody to be successful. It's just that his idea is just it's just a nightclub, mm-hmm. a chain of nightclubs. Yeah. And we haven't talked too much about Mark Hamill. And this is uh, so fun to have him here because, Ariel, I can't really recall another non-Star Wars role that I know. And he's done a ton of voice work uh, in his yeah. career, Mark Hamill. But as an actor... Like, I, I don't remember ever seeing Mark Hamill in anything else. Yeah, there are so few roles that aren't tied to, because like you said, I mean, you know, obviously most famous for for some of us, uh, at least his voice work for, for voicing the Joker in the, the Batman cartoon. And a lot of mm-hmm. his, even his more recent, quote unquote, he's had a couple of like, uh, like on the Flash TV show, a couple of like comic book adjacent projects. And I think that all kind of falls under that same umbrella. But yeah, very, very few roles from he was even in Invincible. I forgot about that. He was a voice on that. Very few roles that aren't mm-hmm. either Star Wars yeah. or or his voice. There was a there was a movie called The Machine earlier this year that I didn't see. But uh, yeah, I, I wonder if it was, now that he's it was older. a Netflix movie. And then uh, we we ended up uh, not covering it. It was with a uh, comedian, uh, Bert Kreischer. Uh, Chappelle, are you familiar with his work? I don't know none of these people. I don't know Mark Hamill. I don't know Burt Crash Chrysler. <laughs> yes, you do know Mark Hamill. It's no, Skywalker. I don't. Chappelle doesn't Star Wars. That's never, it's never yeah. come of across. Not, Burt, Burt Kreischer, he's a stand-up comedian. He's famous for he takes his shirt off during his stand-up comedy, and he does not look like Fabio. Oh, okay. No, I don't know him either. Oh, this is this is this is Luke. This yes. is Luke. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Wow. This is the guy, huh? Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. I would have never. You could have gave me a billion dollars, and I'd have been like, "I who? Um, mm-hmm. Wow!" They call him the Pim Reaper. 
Yeah, that was a dope Optimus name. Pym, yeah. Yeah. The only Pym I know is what? Uh, from uh, Ant-Man? Oh, Hank. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, so a huge ensemble cast here. And so we get like this uh, big setup. And it turns out that somebody here is an FBI informant. And so uh, we get everybody together and we tell them that, hey, uh, there is going to be a huge payout for turning in who the informant is. Yes, they have to sign NDAs. They pass around the paperwork like, okay, y'all. Here is an NDA, and here is the paperwork saying, okay, you know that if you are the informant, you are going to lose your inheritance. And that's the one thing that all these people hold dear. The sister Madeline, she tells, she says this uh, throughout the episode, it's just like, they will do whatever it takes to protect that inheritance. And so if we get them to sign off on this, uh, not only will they be, you know, putting themselves at risk, but also... I'll be able to kind of eyeball them and see who's not telling the truth. She's like, if I look at them in the eyes, I'll be able to tell you. Uh, and the other, you know, um, fail stuff that they've implemented is that he's putting a bounty on mm -hmm. the uh, on the on the head of the person who is doing this. So they are now incentivized to find out who the the traitor is amongst them because then they could get extra money. And we love money in this family. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Especially when it's fifty million dollars, like yeah, fifty m's on your head, boy. Why? And this, for is, you. this is so smart because, like, why hire someone else to figure it out when you can just use the children against each other, the family to work against each other? It's like actually mm -hmm. pretty genius, even though it's kind of evil. All right, and yeah. we're bouncing around through time, and by the end of the first hour, uh, we end up seeing where Roderick Usher is at another one of the funerals, and he looks back and sees uh, six of the people that have passed away that are up in the second tier of the church. I guess nobody else uh, can see them, and I don't know if this is like an omen of what's to come, but by the end of the first episode— Roderick Usher falls to the ground, bleeding from the nose. Is he dead? I don't know. No. I, I thought With, that the events at the house were taking place after the funeral. That's how I thought about it. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't. So I figured this was before he goes and talks to and confesses to everything. Maybe I'm wrong. No, I, wa I watched it a second time because I, I was watching it early late last night, which I was like, okay, this is where Flanagan mm -hmm. uh, That's how he gets does his best work. Yeah, yep. is when it's spooky in real life and I can watch the spooky thing. I hate doing that to myself, but here we are. Uh, but when I watched it again, I realized, yeah, if, to me, it does seem like the interrogation is taking place after the second funeral, unless it was the first. Oh, no, yeah, because he said, I buried the rest of my children today. So, like, yeah. it is the second funeral. So, I, the first time I watched it, I thought he had died. But the second time I'm watching it, I'm like, I think he survives this because his sister is all about, like, you know, turn, uh, get that whole hospital wing. No, no press, you know, like we need the best care. So it seems like he might be okay, but clearly mm -hmm. he's, this might be the incident, you know, seeing the, the effed up. Harley Quinn in the car and right. then the, and then the like crow above him, which he saw at the bar when he first met Carlo Gugino's character. This might be the event that like incentivizes him or scares him into confessing everything later. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's how I read it too. You know that that we do get the jump scare from that the that Joker as yeah, character Joker. in the and I was like, what? Where, where did that come from? You know, uh, like, <laughs> that seems like more American horror story. Like, is it uh, the circus one that they did? Like, it was so right. Weird. Yeah, it's like what, what? Oh, so we're bringing in random, you know, jesters now. Um, but yeah, that's exactly what happened. Uh, he got scared and then he fell down and he's bleeding. And they're like, "Oh yeah, call call call, call a van. Don't call the hospital because we can't get the news on this." You know, uh, like they're they're gonna they're gonna take care of him. But I do think that this is what leads him to kind of recounting all this information for um, Mr. Dupont. Um, Rob, we also get one of the flashbacks throughout this episode where they show him and Madeline at a young age, younger. Yeah, uh, like leaving, uh, like at a diner, and it seemed like they were trying to get an alibi for something, Rob. Yeah, I thought it was that? a bar. Um, that yeah. it looked like that they had done something, maybe uh, like uh, I don't know if they committed a murder and they wanted to be seen there uh, on New, New Year's, Year's Eve, nineteen seventy nine. Yeah, do you remember where you were at New Year's Eve, nineteen seventy nine? I was uh, probably like uh, you know, um, you know, parked in front of a TV somewhere. <laughs> Ariel, where were you? 
I was uh, I was still undead. Mm-hmm. Same. I, <laughs> Same. I, was, I yeah. was still buried in someone's backyard. Oh my I was God. hanging out with Ariel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was you. It was you buried me. <laughs> yeah. And but yeah, we get the you know, we we see them first of all, young Roderick played by Zach Gilford. Yes. Who people know from Friday Night Lights, but also has been in his his big Flanagan show was uh Midnight Mass, which is a great one. I know it's Chappelle's favorite, like you said. Hey. Mm-hmm. And yeah, QB one. Here he is. <laughs> QB, like Chappelle wasn't QB one, but sometimes you know you got to step up. You got to step. He up wasn't QB one when it started, but then by the end no. he was. Awful, awful stuff. But yes, he he <laughs> rose. He, he rose to the occasion. But we meet him and Madeline when they're dressed as uh, Daisy from Great Gatsby and Gatsby from Great Gatsby, which I think is fascinating because this is so dumb and nerdy. But like F F Scott Fitzgerald, who wrote Great Gatsby, used. A lot of his short of previously written short stories and details from those short stories to create the overall narrative and characters from Great Gatsby. So I think it's like an mm-hmm. interesting layering piece to like how the Edgar Allan Poe stories are now yeah. making the story. Yeah. But they meet Carla Gugino, who is always creepy and great in these shows. And she's a bartender, but then she has that like crow above her. I think it's a raven. A raven, thank yeah. you. Coming, we'll come back. And haunt certainly Roderick and his older age in the final scene of the episode. But she's talking a lot about like, you know, she picks up on the fact that they have like weird stuff on their hands and what that was about. We don't know. I mean, we can speculate about what they did. It has to do with the company, I guess. I'm not really sure because ostensibly they were maybe already had been given the reins to the company or maybe now they're 18. We're not really sure how old they are. But um then later on, Carl Gugino's character is talking about they're sitting together. She's talking about how they're existing outside of time. To me, this was like when the if there is a curse, this is like where the curse might have originated from, because she's giving like all kinds of creepy vibes. And she was the one, in my estimation, that's like behind the mask in the balcony when he keeps mm-hmm. looking back in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. So you mentioned uh, the Edgar Allan Poe of it all. Like, do we know our. Each of the episodes in the series are is each one sort of like uh, based off of one of the Edgar Allan Poe short stories, or is it just sort of like the whole series is just like a mishmash of like all of the Edgar Allan Poe stories put together? I um, really think it's a mishmash. Like I think some of the t- some of the episode titles point to Yeah, I think all of the episode titles, the titles are the yeah. names of uh, different uh Poe stories. Right. So Including I you know, Bug. I have yeah. yet to see, but my my instinct would be like it's more of a mishmash, but if it if it turned out that like each one was had like elements of the story of this title, I think that would be really cool. But I think already here we're seeing even like some of the names, most importantly, this is the thing that stuck out to me, like Prospero, I know is from uh, I did read some. Yeah, I think every name is like a name from a Poe story. Yeah. And and only some of them I was familiar with. So like immediately it's just like jumping off at you, uh, jumping off the screen at you of like this is Edgar Allan Poe. Like, I get it. I get it. So I I think the more interesting thing would be uh, certainly as far as like being able to clock or or predict things it would be cooler if it was a mishmash and not like as one-to-one yeah mm-hmm. okay yeah Chappelle anything else for you about uh the premiere of the fall of uh, the house of Usher yes uh I liked it I like this a lot I thought that uh even just um knowing that you do have that Poe through line throughout this it does make it a lot more interesting to where i really want to go and find out how they tie all that stuff together um this does set the scene for potentially what is kind of like uh a murder mystery uh in a way or you know even like you said um, a lot of like the knives out uh dna and like trying to find out who did it and how there's a lot of time jumping so it's not going to be a linear conversation a lot of the times it seems mm-hmm. and so be cool because then you know you can kind of go on a journey for this story um it is not that spooky. So if you're listening to this and you no. did not watch it, I was not afraid of anything. Like uh, a couple jump scares, but I wasn't afraid. Yeah, I really so, thought this was going to be more of like a monster show, like a haunted house. And really, when I watched it and was really, you know, getting more, more succession than anything scary, I was like, okay, this is a show for me. 
Right. And this is good timing because you, we know such like the hit that succession was. And so for this to come out, you know, so closely, you know, in succession to succession, um, you know, then I think it's going to be able to capture a lot of the people who maybe aren't interested into the horror genre, but they do kind of like the the po- political stuff within, you know, wealthier families, you know, the same thing that drew people to succession. So I'm thinking that if you haven't watched it yet, check it out. It's a good time, but also it's not extremely scary, at least not the first episode. I'll be watching the rest of it very soon to find out if it's, uh, you know, if it's scarier throughout. Yeah. I'm but, not uh, that brave and this was not scary. It it was not scary, y'all. You could you could check this one out. And then, of course, go check out some of the other works of uh, Flanagan, because like I said, I've liked uh, I've liked them. I know Ariel and Latanya. Show this to your kids well. instead of Blippi. <laughs> uh, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't show this to your kids. Uh but you don't know, tell me how to raise my kids, Chappelle. <laughs> no, no, don't let Rob tell you how to raise his, your kids if you're going to be having them watching this. Uh, because when your child is knocking on your door, mommy, I'm scared. Oh, I, I hate that. It. I hate that. Oh yeah, now you hate it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, overall, I liked it. Ariel, thank you for ha- uh, for coming and taking us through this. Yeah, this is. I'm I'm really excited to to walk through to you know walk through the rest of it and watch it and and be able to to just not feel guilty and not skip ahead. I really wanted to watch the second episode, but I couldn't mm-hmm. because I was, I can't trust myself yeah. to not okay. spoil uh, in this context. But yeah, I'm really interested to know what the hell happened that <laughs> night when they met at that bar. And I, and the, the DuPont piece specifically that he says, Oh, everyone wonders what happened that night and what could have happened. It's really important. And at the end he's saying, uh Roderick is saying it's time it's time so what does that mean it's time for what um we shall see okay. and yeah if you are looking for that like super spooky you know haunted house show i highly recommend the first one the haunting of hill house i think it's a really good family drama story that happens to be horror like i said and that is legitimately scary like that's re- i remember watching that I was in Texas actually Chappelle randomly with some friends and we were like I don't watching getting the text. it mm. and <laughs> That was before. That was before my I don't think first so. Time. Small state. Nope. Uh, yes. Yeah, actually, it's a, it's a actually, no. Small state. Um, but yeah, like I said, we are going to be covering it on uh, full spoiler recaps, that new feed on Pusher recaps, myself and Latanya, who I guess are Flanagan experts. Uh, and Grace and Jess are the full-time hosts. We're just guests. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're going to be talking about the whole series. Not so if you want to check guests, out the guests. A guest. The, the guest. The post-show recaps. On the uh, post-show yeah, so we'll recaps. be talking about the whole series once you watch the whole thing and want to want to hear about it. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for being here with us to talk about the fall of the House of Usher. Uh, we need to figure out what are we talking about on our 101st edition of Nothing But Netflix. And Chappelle, can I tell you that there is something, there's actually a lot of stuff. Like I feel like that we were in a little bit of a dry spell on Netflix uh, in September. And now I feel like there's a lot of things that are coming up that are of interest. Um, The couple that are like coming out uh, this week, uh, we got a movie, Old Dads, uh, which looks like something that we uh, might like to talk about. Uh, there's, uh, some interesting stuff. There's a, a series called bodies, uh, which is a dystopian series. But the one that's on my mind is Mm -hmm. this new series, a reality. You know how we love the Netflix reality and there's a new show called surviving paradise. And the premise is the setup that it looks like a regular, you know, uh, uh, temptation uh, type, Hot dummies hanging out, too hot to handle adjacent. And then the lights go out. They kick them out of the mansion. And now they are living in the woods trying so to survive. survive. Yes. Right. Um, yeah, we got to watch it. This is kind of our thing. We have to do this one. I don't um, know if they're going to vote people wait. out or, or just it's like who's going to tap out. But... It looks really, really interesting. So the twist of the show, not to spoil anything, is that they can out-scheme and out-strategize their opponent and potentially make it back to the resort. So I think the goal is to honestly, to try to outmaneuver each other, to try to get to the resort to where they can then compete for a cash prize, but they have to first survive paradise. And so, Rob... This is our thing, right? If we're yeah. not doing this on nothing but Netflix, what is this? What is this podcast? What are we even doing? So, Surviving Paradise looks like uh, the one to check out next weekend. Yeah, 
it's our 101st episode, but it's only, only our 101st episode. And so we have that and more things to come. Uh, I'm sure that that, like, like you said, we were in a dry spell, but it does feel like Netflix is getting kind of wet. You know, it's a wet spell coming up. And so I'm excited to see. And El up. Nino. Yeah, even. <laughs> uh, and so, uh, yeah, I'm excited to see what we do moving forward. Uh, El again, Nino would be like a good ship name for us. Like uh, Chappelle us? Nino. Yeah. Chappelle Nino. Los Ninos. <laughs> yeah. Los Ninos. The boys. The mm-hmm. boys. Them, 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 <laughs> them kids. Los Netflix Ninos. <laughs> yes. L- yes. The change in the name. 101 episode <laughs> and now we're rebranding. Yeah. Um, and then I, I wouldn't be mad if we doubled back for old dads. It does look like a fun time to talk about. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that those are always fun to talk about on nothing but Netflix, but you know, that more stuff keeps coming, you know? Yeah. And it's still spooky season. So we might have time to get one more spooky thing in if we decide to talk about bodies or mm-hmm. the devil on trial, you know, there's a few things out there. So I'm very happy for this season of, of Netflix and what's to come for nothing but Netflix moving forward. Okay. Ariel, what's coming up for you? I know you got a lot of other podcasts going on over on post show recaps. Ay, ay, ay. Too many, <laughs> arguably. Uh, covering oh, really? movies. Be quiet, Shabelle. Covering movies <laughs> with Grace every week. Pusher Recaps Theater. That's always fun. Believe it or not, we will be covering the Taylor Swift concert movie. Yes. What? Dude, I've seen it. I didn't have to pay $1,000. And let me tell you, I'm glad I didn't have to pay $1,000. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> no, but I have positive things to say, yeah. but look out for that. Is it just the uh, concert or is it like, is there a plot? It's, it's literally like they filmed the concert across yes. two or three days at SoFi Stadium in LA and they just cut it up into a movie. Is there like backstage, like behind the scenes? No, it's just no, like no, no, the no. same you're, thing yeah, you would you're see if you like were those, in the- those classic old school concert movies where they kind of like throw in extra stuff, you know, take you like private moments with the- No, none of that. None okay. Of that. Hey, y'all are uh, but it's you. and it's still two hours and 50 minutes. Two fifth, two five zero. Warn people, this is like Avengers Endgame yeah. level stuff. Oy. Uh, besides that, covering the morning show, Apple TV Plus's show with Grace. Also, that show is completely unhinged. I kind of wish that was on Netflix so you all had watched that. Uh, <laughs> and covering Grey's Anatomy with Chappelle monthly. We'll be back this week. Listen, there was a strike. Don't roll your eyes, Chappelle. There was a strike. I didn't roll my eyes. And, I didn't see you roll my eyes. <laughs> and, but we'll be back with a uh, ranking later this week, uh, this coming week. So I'm excited to get back into Grey's Land because, you know, the writer strike is over, but the actor strike isn't. So it's a little bit of a of a weird time. But I'm always retweeting what I'm po- covering on my podcast uh, on Twitter or whatever it's called now at that other mm-hmm. area. Yeah. It's still called Twitter. Come on. Yeah. I mean, I say that. Yeah. All right. Well, Ariel, thank you for being here with us. Very fun to uh, talk about uh, the show here with you today and looking forward to the full coverage over on Post Show Recaps. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And for the hundredth episode, I, I'm, I couldn't be more honored. Yes. Uh, well, thank you for being here. And Chappelle, what's coming up for you? Well, I too am over on post show recaps. Obviously, talking about Grey's Anatomy, but you and I are covering Suits, SuitsPodcast.com, daily Suits coverage. We're almost to the end of season four at this point, but you can wow. jump in whenever you want to if you're trying to binge watch Suits or if you just want a fun, short podcast to listen to every day. Me and Rob are bringing you constant Suits coverage around the clock, basically, or at least. You know, for the next few months. And so check that out. Go to suitspodcast.com and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Yeah, we're almost um, halfway. Yeah, well, I, I think technically we are because wow. it's like nine seasons and we're like four and uh Well, four and three yeah, quarters. there's there's nine seasons, but we're only in the middle of season four. So I kind of feel like yeah. that the, the middle of, is it the middle of season five would be the exact uh, halfway point? I think season like, nine is a little shorter too. So yeah. yeah so I think, yeah, we're creeping up on the halfway point if we haven't already hit it, but it's a great time over there on suitspodcast.com. Uh, you can also find me on the post show recaps talking about The Walking Dead, Fear the Walking Dead is about to start back up because The Walking Dead, Daryl Dixon is gone. And then after Fear the Walking Dead, we're going to have Walking Dead Rick Schoen show. Uh, Rick and Michonne are back. The ones who lived are back. And so me and Jess and AJ and Josh are going to be back as well to talk about that on Post Show Recaps. Um, on Rob Has a Podcast, I'm still talking about Below Deck with Sasha every week. We're talking about Below Deck Med right now. You can catch us live on YouTube. And then uh, I think I will be on the Sunday recap episode of Big Brother as well to talk about that. So check that out, too. Uh, and then, of course, more Nothing But Netflix to come. Uh, so, you know, having a great time over here, Rob. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Chappelle's underscore show to keep up with all that stuff. 
And then uh, potentially some hitting or quitting coming up as well. We'll mm-hmm. see. Yeah. All right. Well, Chappelle, great job here on our 100th Nothing But Netflix. Uh, can't believe it. I feel like we just got started talking about Seinfeld and Squid Game. And now look at us in here talking about all this uh, other Netflix stuff over the last couple of years. And they keep the Netflix ain't slowing down. No. This is a good business model. We picking Netflix was uh like gave us a well of just like options, right? We have a ton, and then even we break our rules a little bit every now and then. And every now and then, you know, and check out another streaming platform. But Netflix keeps us fed, you know. Mm-hmm. So this has been a fun ride. But if we, we wanted to do another hundred episodes, I think we keep eating. Okay. All right. Thank you so much for joining us. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.